0: Our name is Sword and Laser, whether it's read sober or ripped. Podcast, Goodreads, Discord, Patreon.com slash Sword and Laser. Subscribe. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and awesome discussions from fans just like you.
1: You know, Sword and Laser fans, I just want to tell you, uh, you're the only one getting an original episode from me this week. Oh, are you doing
0: all reruns on TNS's
1: pre-recorded specials? Never before heard, but we recorded them all earlier in the month. Nice, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Chord Killers is, uh, had had the Killy Awards this week. It was pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm not saying you're my favorites. Joan.
0: I did kind of like, like an hour ago, uh, be like, why didn't we record some kind of like holiday thing? For the <laughs> well, life? we
1: talked, we, we, I mean, not that we talked about it, but we're like, should we just record next week? And we're both like, yeah, I guess.
0: Whenever. Yeah. We got nothing else going on. Right. I mean, we enjoy doing it, and we enjoy being of course, absolutely live listeners, and it's super fun. Um, but I was like, we should maybe we should have thought like, <laughs> like, thought about this. We've like, done like, it before. We, we've done it
1: where we just rescheduled around the break. We've done it where we we recorded a, a like end of year special ahead of time. But this year, we're just
0: I like you know what it is. Time. I feel like our holidays is March. I feel like March is our mm. month for doing special things.
1: Yeah, because of the the madness
0: of the madness. So, so that's like our special time. But whatever. Anywho, um, are you drinking anything this evening?
1: I was. I was drinking a, a lovely uh, 2019 St. Francis port. Uh, we get two bottles of port for them from them every year. Ooh. We take about a year to drink those two bottles of port. We just finished the last bottle from last year and so cracked open the first of this year's bottles.
0: So do they... Keep well? Like, can you open one? Yeah,
1: Port's really good about just like, yeah, yeah, as long as you stopper it up nicely, you know, you don't want to just leave it wide open. But
0: You have one of those air suckers? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I like those. Um, I am drinking, and I honestly, I don't know which part of this can is the name brand of the beer and which is like just the fun name for this particular version. So I didn't know what to write in the show notes. It's Fuggles Javaverse. Vanilla Cream Cold Brew Coffee Stout Out-of-This-World Craft Beer. Fuggles? Fuggles, F-U-G-G-L-E-S. Javaverse.
1: Oh, vanilla it's cream, Fuggles cold beer, bre- beer, and okay, that Fuggles is the <laughs> Javaverse Vanilla Cream Cold Brew Coffee Stout.
0: Okay. Is
1: there coffee in it? That's a very long name.
0: It's, um... It's strong beer. It's 6.5. And I've already had half a can on top of this half a can. So I've had a whole beer already. But you've also had some coffee. Can you look and see if it has coffee? Because <laughs> that would be bad.
1: <laughs> Why would, would be that bad? be bad?
0: Because then I'm going to be up all night. I don't yeah, but you coffee have coffee the beer like three. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I, I'm, I found. Let's see. I haven't found the actual Fuggles site. I've only found other references to it.
0: Zomino in the chat posted a picture of it. It's a cool looking can too. It looks like a little
1: spicy. But it is it is important to know, is this coffee flavored stout or stout with coffee in it?
0: Yeah, this is an important distinction.
1: Ah, here we go. I found the Fuggles site.
0: All right. We don't have to worry about this now. Maybe if if any enterprising listeners want to look into it. That'd be great, but I don't. I want found to
1: a this. marinated ribs recipe.
0: Ooh. <laughs> Can't eat that, but I understand why that would be good. Uh, Anywho, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. I'm sure everything will be fine.
1: It's going to be fine. Don't even worry about it. It's going to be until fine. Good
0: morning. Ah, well, I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday. If you celebrate and had some, you know, I know the this time of year can be difficult for a lot of people. So if it was for you, um, we're here. We're here all together. We're your sword and laser family. Um, hopefully, you get some time to wind down and enjoy some books and some cozy time. Uh, I've been big on cozy this year. It's kind of my my thing. Very huga, huggy, higi, huguga, hoge. One of them. Yeah, um, that's my that's my jam. Um, should we jump into? Did, wait, did you get any books or anything good for for the holidays? I
1: did not get any books for the holidays. Did I? No. This is like the first time I haven't got, usually um, I get at least two or three and I didn't get any uh, at all. Wow. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that you've pointed that out, I realize that's weird. It's okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, fine. I-, I finished all your candies finally. Here is the tin. Oh, you didn't have to keep the tin. Well, it's filled with Worthers now. Oh, I see.
1: So that you can hand them out to children.
0: Yeah, is that what you do?
1: Yeah, what, what, what do people do? When you, do what you to a certain age, you hand kids. out Worthers to children, right?
0: Isn't that just a thing you do? It is. Yeah, it is a thing I do. Uh, excellent. All right. Well, um, let us jump in. Well,
1: you didn't answer. Did you, get, did you get? Did you get any books for Christmas? I did not. Okay. Well, I did either.
0: get a really lovely, uh, lovely crow book. photograph. Um, that our friend who is a photographer had, took a picture of a crow and Ryan got it printed. You know, what it's called Rotograph. Exactly. <laughs> uh, quick birds. <laughs> uh, hey,
1: I, this is not actually in our notes. So I'm going to throw it in the notes uh, real quick. But when you said uh, something about holidays and people, you know, hoping to have people to to lean on. Uh, one of the things that the ritual misery podcast folks do, even though they don't do the ritual misery podcast anymore, is oh. the annual New Year's Eve streamathon uh, because no one should have to spend New Year's alone. Uh, so the eighth annual Diamond Club New Year's Eve streamathon starts at 4:30 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, December 31st. Because they aim to ring in every new year around the world. Uh I do it, uh I'll be doing 3:30 Pacific on New Year's Eve. I believe that rings in England, uh, Great Britain, that time zone. Mm-hmm. Uh Scott Johnson is right before me. Uh Trisha Hirschberger will be doing it uh this year. Uh lots of folks in there. So so yeah, if you've If you just want something fun to watch and hang out, uh, or if you, you know, want some friends to to chat with or whatever, uh, they're also raising money for Extra Life, the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals as well. So go check that out at dcstreamathon.org.
0: That's so nice. That sounds like a fun activity.
1: All right. Uh, Ruth put in a quick burn. This has been discussed elsewhere, but I thought I'd post it here as well for completeness. Uh, Henry Cavill. We had the breaking news on last week's episode, our last episode, that he was no longer Superman. Uh, but since then, Ruth points out, we have learned that uh, Henry Cavill is developing a Warhammer 40K cinematic universe. He's a lifelong Warhammer nerd, so it's a dream come true uh and he is not only going to produce but star in Warhammer 40K movies.
0: We have a another Henry Cavill note from Twitter later on in the episode so we'll I'll, I'll save some of my Henry Cavill thoughts until that point.
1: All right, but do, you, do 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 you feel better than you did 2 weeks ago about Henry Cavill? No. No, okay. I'm sorry to hear no.
0: that. No, I'll tell you why yeah. when All we right. get there.
1: <laughs> Stay tuned folks.
0: Stay tuned. Uh, Jan says, Goodreads has released the Goodreads Reader's Most Anticipated Books of 2023. In fantasy, those are Hellbent by Lee Bardugo, Victory City by Salman Rushdie, Benko by Sherry Dimaline, The Last Tale of the Flower Bride by Roshani Chucksky, In the Lives of Puppets by T.J. Clune, and Witch King by Martha Wells, which we have discussed previously. Uh, and in science fiction, we have Camp Zero by Michelle Minsterling. Chain Gang All Stars by Nana Kwame Ajebi Brenna Brenya and Ascension by Nicholas Binge The Ferryman by Justin Cronin and The Deep Sky by Yumi Kitase Kitase I, I uh, Kituse. Uh,
1: Kituse? uh I put the Deep Sky on uh, my potential pick list. Uh, it Ooh. looks great. It is along the lines of some of the other plots that we've read. In laser picks over the last couple of years, uh, murder in space, spaceship. Uh, most recently, Merle Lafferty uh, kind of kind of played around with that uh, in the in the one we w- w- read from her. Uh, so I'm going to look into it to make sure that it's different enough that people w- won't be like, "You just always pick this kind of plot." Uh, but mm-hmm. since people are very excited about it, I think there's more to it than that, which is why I want to look into it. But th- that is one that definitely caught my eye because it's a big old space adventure and i love
0: those nice yeah i think there's uh a few on here that i'm super interested in so maybe we'll check them out mark wanted to point
1: out that uh michael moorcock has a new book out uh, right right as we picked uh his first book or his first novel anyway uh for this show uh and there is an interview on tripwire magazine.co.uk uh, Tripwire has had an association with Moorcock for a number of years. They say, uh, and with the Citadel of Forgotten Myths coming out uh, in hardcover, Tripwire's editor in chief Joel Meadows uh, sat down and spoke with Moorcock about returning to Melnibone one more time. Uh, and it's a great it's a great interview. If you if you're interested in more about what Moorcock is doing now, check it out.
0: Excellent. And then finally, uh Pilchi says that uh, the twenty twenty two State of the Sanderson is officially out over at Brandonsanderson.com. Learn what Brandon Sanderson has been up to in this previous year. Um, let's see. Gosh, what do we where do we let's
1: see. He, he says that he, he absolutely, says, absolutely planned to have the world's biggest Kickstarter. That was his design from the very beginning. <laughs> no, he's he's very like, I didn't expect that to happen, but you know, here's all the other cool stuff.
0: There's going to be an update email um, if you did back the Kickstarter in the next couple of days um, with instructions uh, to prepare for the year of Sanderson, uh, which sounds a little intimidating. Uh, this is a very long blog post, so we won't get into it, but it's all about like things that backers are going to receive. It's, it's updates on some of his primary projects, uh, updates on secondary projects like uh, Alcatraz, for example, Dark One, uh, other Cosmere novels. Um, so definitely, if you are a Sanderson fan, if you are uh, following up on everything he's been working on, this is the blog post to read. Also, Hollywood and video game news here as well. So,
1: thank you, Pilchi. Oh, and and this was in the Discord. You can you can either find it in the show notes at SwordandLaser.com or in the Discord in the quick hits threads.
0: Fantastic. All right. Well, now it is time for Bear Your Sword, which is our feedback from the audience. Katie says, "Uh, I'm a librarian and I use Novelist to assist me in my job all the time. There is a public face to it, but that public face needs to be accessed through the library. So you need to go to your library's website if it subscribes to Novelist and find it. Uh, In mine, it's under a research menu. Uh, If you were in Washington County, Oregon, this is where you'd find it. But you need to be logged in with your library card to actually click through and access it.
1: This is the tool we talked about last time uh, that gives you the types of things in a book so that you could say, well, I like character and I like space adventures. And and we were wondering, like, well, A, can I just use this on my own? Turns out, thanks to Katie, now we know. Yeah, you probably can. Just need to log into your local library's website. Uh, LA Public Library has it. I checked uh, this afternoon. And then uh, B, uh, you can also find the list of their categories. Seth. Uh, couldn't find a listing more recent than 2018, but he did find novelist lists of appeals, uh, the the things mm-hmm. that appeal to you that they use to categorize books. Says it could be useful if you're doing the exercise I suggested based on the four doorways. Sometimes it's easier to pick from a list instead of fishing for your own verbiage.
0: Yeah, I love this. So this is essentially like the metadata that we were talking about in the previous episode. Like, how do they categorize these um, so, for example, a storyline. So what would what would be the different categories or types of a storyline? Uh, according to novelists, they have action-packed, character-driven, that's for fiction use only, intricately plotted, issue-oriented, that's something that has explores controversial themes, which may cover emotional, ethical, ethical or social problems, nonlinear, open-ended, plot-driven, that's also fiction use only, sweeping, unconventional. That's using unexpected elements. Books may twist, adapt, or play unconventional uh, storylines or world building, which we mentioned.
1: Uh, so, yeah, more than four. Uh, and I, I thought tone is an interesting one that Nancy mm-hmm. Pearl di- doesn't include in A the four doorways. Um it kind of falls into a couple of the four doorways that that she uses, but it's interesting. It kind of helps you narrow it down a little more to break it out like that. I thought that was a good call. And then John Nevitz uh, said that it was. Uh, he found novelist in the research section of his library's website. Uh, he said said I was a little worried since I don't have a password for my site, but the link seemed to work without me logging in. I'm not sure if other features are available if I'm logged in or not. They actually have a fair amount of documentation about what they are doing. Here's a good example, and the page seems to be completely public. Now, now John was listening, was linking to a support page on EBSCO.com, which is the company that actually makes Novelist. I'm guessing that's why he didn't have to be logged in. I think if he wanted to use the Novelist tool, he might still need to be logged in.
0: This might be almost like, like, API documentation or something. Yeah. like Yeah,
1: this similar is support that. material. It support looks material, like a wiki, yeah. honestly. Yeah, that's pretty
0: cool. Um, we have a couple of tweets from Kassan uh, Wared who says, uh, first up, I just heard the sad news that Amazon Studios is producing the God of War TV series. I'm left with dread and genuine confusion. Why couldn't Sony just produce it themselves? They're a studio and have the writing team that will the Game of War epic story god of war sorry not game of war yeah. i don't even i don't even think there is a game game of thrones god of wars game of
1: <laughs> god of thrones
0: god of thrones okay so tom i was wondering if you knew anything about this and had any yeah. killers insight here
1: i know this is a perfectly natural uh uh thing to feel uh when We've
0: talked about this when We've you, talked about this
1: we talked about what
0: finger waggling about how people shouldn't get so upset when adaptations happen because yeah, yeah. they're different from the books, and you should still, you know, give them a chance to, you know. Well,
1: and blah blah blah. If I if if I'm getting Kassan right, it's 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 not even just about the adaptation. It's more about who's doing it and looking at Amazon's track record. And for, at least for Kassan not liking what they've done and saying, "Well, we'll shoot." You know, Sony's got the people who made the game. Why don't they do that? Uh, here's the thing. I don't know how this is all coming together. Usually, more at least more recently, you have seen companies bring the game studio into the production, no matter who the production team is. The other thing is, when you have Amazon involved, Amazon Studios may just be doing the distribution. It may be doing part of the production, but not all of the production. And what I can say is that Variety says it's a co-production of Amazon Studios, Sony Picture Television, and PlayStation Productions. So Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. sounds to me like the right voices are in the room on this production. The other thing is uh, it's coming from the Westworld creators, Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan. Um, So if you liked how they did Westworld... Uh, then you'll probably like what they're doing here. Um, yeah, but if you don't, you you might not like what they do, even though it's got all the right people in the room.
0: Yeah, well, oh, wait, I, I'm sorry,
1: I'm sorry, I'm wrong about Lisa Joy. I, I was re- misreading this. They're doing Fallout for Amazon, not God of War. There's
0: a Fallout show coming.
1: Uh, yeah, apparently. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> now
1: yeah uh i'm trying to see yeah now? the head of playstation productions is on board the president of sony pictures television is on board it doesn't say who the producers showrunners any of that is in here uh as for, God oh, God I have, hold on hold on. on i'm still How looking more about fallout yeah Santa, Santa Monica Studios' Jeff Ketchum is co-exec, uh, and the show is a co-production. So, Oh, the show is going to be run by Judkins, Rafe Judkins, who did Wheel of Time. So I what take it that? all back about Westworld, and then—I re I think I said that last week. Now that I say this, I'm like, wait, didn't I mention that it's being produced by this— Being the show will be run by the same person? The person who does the show running is the person that you need to believe in if you're going to like a show. So if you yeah. looked at Wheel of Time and said— Gosh, I like what they did with that. And you now know that PlayStation Productions is involved. And so the God of War folks and the Sony TV folks are involved to kind of help say, like, well, the you know, the way you really the thing you really should go for is this. Then it is it is a matter of whether you like the style of of what Rafe Judkins does.
0: Yeah.
1: Sorry that was so meandering. Uh,
0: no, I, I got it. I just I really wanted to hear more about Fallout. And you kept talking about God of War. <sighs> um so <laughs> the, i mean the
1: topic to of because
0: you really <laughs> you really distracted me with that so my brain had moved on
1: uh it's coming 2023.
0: 2023 okay that's
1: but i don't know when
0: like december 2023 <laughs> <laughs> like, is it bad beware anyway i'll be fine i'll be yeah
1: fine. it doesn't oh. ha- i don't see a day for it yet
0: okay yeah. so i like didn't play god of war but i would like watch the show probably
1: Yeah. And the reason it was in in our show anyway was that it's the Wheel of Time. Now that I've jogged my memory about that, it's because Rafe Judkins is doing it. And I know a lot of y'all watch Wheel of Time.
0: And another tweet from Kassan who says, I am heated about Henry Cavill. The guy is a genuine fan of the IP he involves himself in. Yet these writers insist on excising the passion he brings to these IPs. The worst is the Witcher debacle. Writers are reported to ridicule the source material.
1: I have not heard that, so I don't know what source you're citing to say the writers ridicule the source material.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure either. And I wanted to—so I—there are rumors happening right now, and the rumors uh, are from one gossip site called Dumois, I believe, that is saying that Henry Cavill was actually ousted from The Witcher and Superman. Well, because okay. Because having, like— but- before this we even one get site. before we give that one site the time of day have
1: they ever been right about anything else
0: they have
1: okay that's why i asked um,
0: they have okay, but again so it's this one is my site. this is a
1: site with a decent track record because i'm not familiar with them so
0: a, yeah i mean i had never heard of them but like hearing secondhand through like reading about this rumor mill thing it seems i'm I'm, I'm,
1: skeptical. I'm, I'm skeptical i'm extremely skeptical and especially when it's just one site to build a conversation yeah. on it is doing what the problem with society is these days. And it
0: feels, it feels which is, like a
1: hit piece, kind what, of. Well, that, and that's what happens is people put stuff out Ugh. because and maybe they've got a decent track record and, and this isn't what they're doing. But people put stuff out knowing it'll cause a bunch of people to talk about it and bring people to their site. And it causes a backlash against something that's not real and never yeah. was real. Uh, and, and this site could even have a decent track record and also be wrong. So if I'm not seeing it in other places that take the time to research this and vet it and site, site, right. see, find second sources, uh, then unless the site, you know, like Mark Gurman for Bloomberg, for instance, I'll believe him when he tells me a rumor about Apple because his well, track record is so, record's so right.
0: good. Well, here, let me, let me just say, yeah. to get back on this subject, like, so the, the rumor is... I mean, but if you, if you repeat the rumor, you're doing okay. their job. That's well, what I'm, I'm trying not, to steer us over. All I'm saying yeah. is that the the rumor is that he was difficult on set. I'll just say that. I'll just say that, that he was difficult on set with The Witcher. And I'm wondering if, because now there's this other rumor that the writers were difficult about the source material, if there was actually some kind of like battle between two people who were very passionate about this, or two groups of people... Henry, who was maybe like overly passionate about the source material, and the writers who wanted to make something that was their own, kind of butting heads. I don't know, Veronica. And
1: like, in, in the history of television and movie making, have you ever heard of an actor and writers not getting along? That I just know. that sounds
0: crazy. And then there's the whole DC thing, which I think is like. There's been a huge shakeup at D.C. in general yeah. with James Gunn. And so I think it's like, is there just a... Occam's
1: razor tells you, oh, James yeah. Gunn just wants to do things differently
0: Don't than we done before. And so, like, you yeah. know, um, yeah, Black yeah. Adam's out, you know, Henry Cavill's out, a Superman. Like, and James,
1: James Gunn said... Stuff. That he would love to continue to work with Henry Cavill in the future, which I know you can dismiss as like just blather, but he didn't have to say that. Uh, And and I feel like that could be true, especially because it's coming from James Gunn, not someone saying, I heard a guy say a thing. It's like James Gunn saying it on Twitter. Said
0: that. Yeah. I feel like if Henry Cavill was problematic, like he wouldn't have said that. You know,
1: I, I I just don't know that uh, it, other than some.
0: Right. We make, need to get Henry on the show. We got this up here on Sword and Lay's. That really
1: is the it's only, the only way. way. That's the only it's way the only out way. of this. It's um, the only way. Yeah. I'm, I'm. Anyway. Elizabeth's right. I'm being very citation needed. Uh, and I mm-hmm. think that's important these days. I agree. Because. If you asked me. Yeah.
0: How my feelings about Henry Cavill had changed I, over the last um, two weeks.
1: Okay. Okay. And so your feelings you have been affected stuff. by by these yes. rumors that are unfounded. Got it?
0: That's right. <laughs> these unfounded rumors. These, as Elizabeth says, feel opinions.
1: The feel. I have
0: strong feel opinions <laughs> about the matter. Thank you. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I'll, we'll see what happens. I'm I'm still sad about the Witcher, but I'll get over it. I guess I don't really care about Superman anyway. Um. Let's talk about the book of the month. Let's do it. Okay. So we have a kickoff from Tom that is non-spoilery. Um for yeah. his book that he has picked for January. Well, I didn't write it. For his book that he has authored and edited <laughs> for the month of January. I'm
1: James Tiptree Jr. It was
0: never Alice.
1: It was always me. Uh no, I I I have a, a write-up uh as I usually do at the Sword and Laser Patreon, patreon.com slash sword and laser, uh that kind of went through how I how, how we selected Brightness Falls from the Air by James Tiptree Jr. Um, but the short version is I wanted to pick a her- I got, got to the p- point where I would like, okay, I want to pick a heritage author, uh, but we just had a Michael Moorcock. Let me pick someone who's different than Michael Moorcock. Uh, so I went with James Tiptree Jr. and I wrote this bio on Discord as an explanation. Tiptree was a World War II intelligence officer who married in Paris, then joined the CIA and then went to college and got a doctorate in experimental psychology, then became a sci-fi writer. Hmm. So that is a pretty damn good resume. Uh, not for being a sci-fi writer, just, just a really interesting person, right? Yeah. yeah, Worked in intelligence, worked for the CIA in the 50s. Crazy time. Uh, not saying I, yeah. I like... The most. Yeah. I'm not saying I like what the CIA was doing back then, but Very interesting person, uh, especially when you realize that James Tiptree Jr. is Alice Sheldon uh, and no one knew that for years. It wasn't until 1976 that uh, James Tiptree Jr. was outed in a letter to a fan. And it wasn't that Alice Sheldon outed herself. It was that Tiptree mentioned that his mother had died in Chicago And people Mm -hmm. went and put two and two together like, wait, Alice Sheldon's mother died in Chicago and it all came together. And uh, people realized it was Alice Sheldon. Uh, Sheldon wrote in a letter to Ursula K. Le Guin. Uh, They were friends. Uh, I never wrote you anything but the exact truth. There was no calculation or intent to deceive other than the signature, which over eight years became just another nickname. Everything else is just plain me. The thing is, I am a sixty-one-year-old woman named Alice Sheldon, nicknamed Allie. Solitary by nature, married for thirty-seven years to a very nice man, considerably older. Huntington was twelve years her senior. Who doesn't read my stuff, but is glad I like writing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, was were all the other things true? All Did she was yes. CIA and also, no, all that yeah. stuff was also yeah. true? Wow. The only
1: incredible. thing that Tip Tree Tip Tree. Uh Tiptree's bio said that he worked in intelligence It didn't have all those other details. So all the stuff that I said about getting an experimental psychology degree, a doctorate, all of that, that's all true of Alice Sheldon. Uh, and then Alice Sheldon uh, wrote under the name James Tiptree Jr. I find them fascinating as a person. Uh, I find them undercovered as a heritage science fiction author, mostly because they wrote novellas. Uh, mm-hmm. They wrote short stories, novellas, a lot of great collections out there. So I, I had a bit of a difficult time picking a novel because there's only two to pick from, maybe three, depending on how you define them. Uh, and Brightness Falls from the Air seemed to be the one that was easiest to get. The, it's the most likely to be available in a library. Uh, I believe it's technically out of print, but it's in print in ebook form and audiobook form. Um, and you can find used copies as well, uh, which are, of course, a little cheaper. So, um, yeah. Uh Brightest Smalls of the you. Air was published in February 1985.
0: I noticed you were using the pronouns they, them. Hmm. Is that something that posthumously
1: no. Alice I, B.
0: Sheldon does? Or were you saying that because...
1: I just said to... it because it was J.B.J. Tiptree Jr. and Alice Sheldon.
0: And... Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah, that's so
1: interesting. And there's a okay. lot of debate about what Alice Sheldon would do today, but Alice Sheldon uh, d- died <laughs> uh, in 1987. 1987. So, yeah. So we don't... So
0: I wonder, yeah, I mean, perhaps James Tiptree Jr. never would have lived had Alice Sheldon been born later. One would mm-hmm. hope that she would have never needed so, yeah. that nom de plume, even There's though that's that. still not uncommon today. There's
1: some... Intuition uh, based on some of the things that Alice Sheldon wrote that perhaps picking James Tiptree Jr. wasn't just because mm. of the need for an nom de plume, but that that was reason enough and no one questioned it.
0: Yeah. Fascinating! Oh, I'd love yeah. to read this biography. I bet it's really interesting.
1: I know. I almost wish I would have picked the biography instead of the sci-fi novel, right?
0: <laughs> We've never um, done that before. That's kind of
1: but uh, yeah, that that could be a, a, an extra read, obviously, for anybody out there. Um, the book "Brightness Falls from the Air" is about sixteen humans who gather on a planet called Damium to witness the passage of a nova front from the quote-unquote murdered star, a star that went nova. Uh, the truth about the motive of tourists who arrive on the planet, uh, why the star was actually destroyed. Was it really just going supernova? And the reason that the planet itself is isolated uh, are all the mystery that is told throughout the
0: novel. Nice. Exciting. I've been looking forward to reading this one, so this will be fun. Um, uh, we do have a wrap-up now of <laughs> Elric of Melnibedae. Mel. Men-
1: Melniboné. Melniboné. Or meldiboné.
0: because just I've been say jokingly saying melniboné for so long <laughs> in my head that you now I can't, like, get myself out of it. Melniboné. Um, Joseph, uh, just before we kind of talk about our own thoughts, and this will be spoilery, by the way, in general. Um, Joseph says, for what it's worth, one reason Elric might seem pulpy is because it's 50 years old. Collapses into a pile of dust. That's Joseph. So closer in time to the pulp era than today. And Moorcock spent pretty much all of the 1960s and into the 1970s writing lots of fiction at a very fast rate, which lends itself to that flavor. Yeah. Uh, a lot
1: of times when we we have read older stuff, I have found something, you know, I put on my lens and say like, all right, you know, some of this stuff that's not going to appeal to us was because sci-fi was developing. Storytelling wasn't in the same place that it was now. Can I find something in there to love anyway? Uh, and I, I, I definitely tried to do that with Moorcock. So I don't know if I'm, I'm just not doing it as well as I used to. I'm getting old and grumpy. Uh, but I, I found less of that to like, and I had to keep reminding myself, like, yeah, but first guy to do it, right? Uh, this is, this is not necessarily, you know, he, he's not taking cue from anyone else here, except maybe Tolkien, maybe C.S. Lewis, uh, maybe a few others, but. But he's he's one of the first person to do a lot of what he does. And I think that very serious fantasy that this is uh may it just maybe it's not my thing, right? It's not my wheelhouse. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, I wish I had read this uh this uh post over on so I was over on the Wikipedia um article for for Elric, um, kind of refreshing my memory about the the plot line because we had read it all, you know Mm time-wise, a while ago. I had finished it. um, And there's a link to the Elric reread um, over on uh, Tor.com back from 2013, so so quite a while ago, nine years ago or so, 10 years ago. Um, And I wish I had read this in advance because I I think this would be a good kind of like setup for this episode. Um, But I, yeah, I, I also, it was not my favorite i didn't really um maybe I just wasn't in the mi- right mindset um i i found i found myself very irritated by a lot of the characters um especially your coon who who've just felt so comical and over the top as a villain like i could just like you could just like feel him laughing maniacally like yeah. it just like it, it it felt like something out of a out of a graphic novel which i guess is you know makes sense considering this has been turned into graphic novels uh, you know after the fact um and then i was just like i cannot believe that at the end he still did not kill him he did not kill your coon after all of that after having to go through all of that for not killing him in the gosh darned first place he ends up letting him live and not just letting him live being like you know You've got this ruler thing down. I'm just going to let you take control of malnivity and I'm going to like off to wherever I'll have adventures, I guess, with my murder, murder blade.
1: Okay, you want to note yeah, the time, like, the time code there?
0: Okay. Do I have to bleep that? All right.
1: We'll <laughs> see. All right.
0: You'll, you'll want Talk to Talk amongst later.
1: yourselves. Yeah. No, I, I, I liked that part. Because it was unexpected. That was one of the points where I felt like, oh, was not expecting. A lot of this, I felt like I knew what was going to happen next. Um, I hated Irkun, uh, but I didn't <laughs> yeah. hate Irkun in a way that was fun. It was more like he mm-hmm. was just annoying. Whereas Elric, I was like, oh, okay, Elric's fascinating. Simmeril doesn't get enough page time. Uh, I, yeah. I, I I hope uh, I, I am, uh, you know, I have not read a, any other uh, in the series. So I, I hope Simmeril gets more later on. But I actually liked that idea of the person who desires to lead learning a lesson and then being put in the punishment of leading. I I felt like that was kind of clever, where Elric was saying, leading is horrible. You've now learned your lesson enough that you're not dangerous when I put you in the lead. So I'm going to punish you by letting you get your way, and I, I thought that was very subtle and fun. I, I actually
0: liked. it. Yeah, yeah. I suppose I just don't think like I don't think he really did learn his lesson. <laughs> I don't think anyone like that That's fair. Yeah. Um. So you know, I I don't think I'm going to continue reading to find that out. Um. But yeah, I I feel like that was probably a Chekhov's your coon, I guess in the in the end, like what's going to happen next with him. Um. But yeah, it's so funny because I read the description from a lot of other people who have read these books, and it makes me feel like I missed something, like how cool and dark and edgy he is and, you know, this drug-addicted, like, murder sort. Okay, so this is a great quote. So Jason uh, Sheehan on NPR Called Elric, far and away the coolest, grimmest, moodiest, most elegant, degenerate, drug, addle- drug addict,ed cursed, twisted, and emotionally weird mass murderer of them all. And I'm like, I just didn't get that vibe. Like, I want, I wanted that vibe. Like, that's the vibe I was here for. Yeah. yeah. And like, for some reason, like it didn't, it didn't translate for me.
1: Well, that way. because so much of that vibe, I, the, the, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to interpret why why we both may be feeling that uh, when. We have both not read past this novel, right? You haven't read anything else. Neither have I.
0: No. Um, We didn't grow up reading it. Also, Tomahome notes. Maybe that's part of it, too. Well, that that plays into what I'm going to say.
1: Sorry. If you read this when it comes out and there's been nothing else like it, you fill in a lot of those feelings that we're having, right? You're like, oh, my gosh, this guy's badass. He actually uses drugs. No characters are on drugs. (laughs) So we... With our 2023 20, sensibilities are like, well, it's not enough to just say, yeah, plenty of people use drugs. And I like if he's drug addict, like, come on, give me some details. What does he use? You know, show me his withdrawal symptoms. But Moorcock's book is living in an era where you, you have to start people slow, you know, like with drugs. You can't just <laughs> throw them the heavy stuff. You, you got to get yeah. it used to the idea that you can even have a drug addict character, that you can even have an antihero uh, you know, there are not a lot of antiheroes out there. So you got to lead people along slowly. And if you then go through the whole pantheon, which, as we mentioned earlier, Moorcock's still writing books and putting them out, uh, mm-hmm. then then those probably fit more what our expectations are.
0: So how do you make Elric more badass in 2022 or in I think, 2023? I
1: think you you give more details. You know, you you show him having withdrawal symptoms. You show him, you know, doing Addictive behaviors. you show them questioning things more often. just just you just fill in a lot of gaps the uh, the The one thing about this too, is it's it's basically a novella. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's short. so it's 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 light on details. It's just moving you from place to place, which again, I think you can get away with back then because nobody's ever seen anything like that before.
0: you know, who does give me all of those vibes, except maybe the drug addict part? what? Sandman?
1: Ah, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I feel like wonder. Sandman feels that. That's how I felt about Sandman. You
1: grew up with, well, you grew up with Sandman. I was mm-hmm. in my 20s, but still. Um, I, I wonder if someone coming to Sandman, you know, in 20 years from now would feel the same way we feel about Elric of Melnibone. Mm. hmm
0: Daryl says, I'm with Tom here. You're with him what? With what? Boy, what did he? What did he say that you're with him? With we're agreeing. Oh no,
1: yeah, I was gonna say
0: we're, we're agreeing. We're agreeing. We're strongly, we're violently we don't even
1: agreeing. The A in agree. We're in there. So much agreement.
0: We're just agreeing. We're agreeing. We're agreeing over here. There's so much agreement. <laughs> Tom here. I'll give you a Tom here. Uh. That doesn't, doesn't mean, mean anti Don't you know anything about my personality? <laughs> Don't you know about my Daryl personality? Daryl may be new here. Come on. Daryl's not new here. No, I know. Oh, you am? You're not new here. You're fine. Anyway, I'm violently competitive with everything. And if you're not with me, you're, <laughs> you're against me. <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> the... The my, my
1: final thoughts on Elric of melnibede is it's like a work of art that I don't want to hang in my house, mm-hmm. but I appreciate its importance. Mm-hmm. So I, it's not that I don't want to hang it in my house because I find it offensive. It's that, yeah, I don't need to have that piece of art, but I absolutely appreciate that piece of art and I'm glad it exists.
0: Nicely said. Nicely said. I agree with you. I
1: agree with you. Well, I think most people agree with me. Ooh. I Oh, uh, it, 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 by me, I mean you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: mm. all right, everyone. Thank you for being here, <laughs> hanging out with Team Tonica and Team Vom. Which is when you agree with both of us because mm-hmm. we're we're incredible. Um, it's... it's
1: just true. <laughs>
0: Not Tom always does true. a tense episode. A tense <laughs> episode. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys make me laugh so much. Um, thank you so much to our patrons. Uh, thank you for funding our show. Uh, you can help support us by heading over to patreon.com slash sword and laser.
1: You can also support the show by buying books through our links. Find links to the books we talk about and some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com picks pics.
0: Send us an email, feedback at swordandlaser.com. We are on Instagram and Twitter at swordandlaser. And all of our discussions happen over on goodreads.com slash swordandlaser or over on our Discord. Come and join us in our real-time conversations or listen into a podcast recording and make funny comments that make me crack up on the show in real time. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.